What is up, Miami? How you doing? So we're here to talk today about mining at home, bringing a miner in every single home in America, not stopping until that happens. Yes, sir. Um, to my left here, we have John with Futurebit. Uh, we have Diverter. We have Coin Heated. He specializes in uh, immersion mining, specifically at home. And we have Econo Alchemist, who's working with upstream data and different energy. So, first, uh, can we get a show of hands uh, if you've mined Bitcoin before? Nice. Yeah. Can we well, get a show of hands if you've mined Bitcoin while actually, you know, owning the ASIC and not having it in a hosted facility? There we go. Awesome. Um, so it seems like a lot of people have already started, which is great to see. I mean, you want to get your feet wet. It's not as difficult as it seems. But I think a good productive way to start this off is, is why people should consider mining in the first place. Um, Eco, you want to you wanna lead us off on that? Sure, yeah. You know, mining at home solves a lot of issues. It solves problems with censorship. Uh, it solves problems of not being able to get a bank account. And it solves the problem with the risk introduced by using KYC services. And you know, you can get Bitcoin for a lot cheaper by mining at home, depending on your electricity rate, than you could buying at an exchange anyways. Very well said, very well said. Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, the whole point of uh, even looking at Bitcoin mining to begin with, um, it was solely as a means of acquisition. I just, I wanted to be able to acquire Bitcoin. And when I look around, I, uh, all I could see were the on-ramps, um, or the off-ramps of fiat, whichever way you want to look at it, um, were continuously being uh, squeezed tighter and tighter, tighter and tighter, and more and more information is needed from you. Um, more and more KYC AML. Uh, there's no way to just take some cash and buy some Bitcoin. The, the, the options are shrinking very fast. Um, and so a couple of years back, when I see the trajectory, I see the way things are going, that's exactly what kind of led me to mining. Um, at the time, of course, the atmosphere was much different and um, it was a whole lot of discouragement to anybody that uh, was looking to mine Bitcoin at home. You would have just been told, no, just don't do that. Just buy Bitcoin, you'll come out better. Um, you know, you're, you're gonna get wrecked, on the machines are gonna go down, on the price dumps, all this stuff. Um, all this, all the stuff that I'm sure everybody's heard, uh, and but I kind of pushed through that a little bit, and just did my own work and did my own research and looked and I saw what my electricity rate was. Was I saw what the difficulty was? I mean, I I'm not a math whiz, but I can use a calculator. So uh, you know, once I saw that it made sense for me, that that was all I was really interested in doing. And what's happened since then? The price run. Um, the ASIC shortage, the things, the, the few of those things that have come together to make it extremely profitable um, right now to mine Bitcoin. But that, in my mind, is strictly a bonus. Um, the, real, the real meat of, uh, of this thing is being able to acquire Bitcoin without having to hand over your entire identity. Awesome. Thank you, Diverter. So, I mean, all of us on stage have essentially uh, attempted to use the tools that are available to us uh, in order to 
be able to mine it at home, and a lot of these tools aren't necessarily um, designed with a home-first mindset. They're usually set up to be in these large server farms, and that's, that's their focus. Um, John being the exception, who's right next to me, I mean, you built this company, Futurebit, to basically target home miners. So can you go into a little bit about how, how you think about that? Like, how is, like, what are the priorities that you focus on with Futurebit to kind of make home mining more accessible? Yeah, so kind of a background story of how I started the company. I I'm, I'm live in Brooklyn. Uh, back in 2015 when I started the company was when Bitcoin kind of transitioned to these large ASICs and there was no product out there where I could run a Bitcoin miner in my apartment. Um, and, you know, I was looking at the space. I was like, this, this goes against what Bitcoin is about and what it was founded for. Everybody should have the access to mine Bitcoin. Um, you know, if you live in a dense city and, and you, you physically can't do all the cool things you guys are doing to, to run these huge machines in your house. Um, so we built a product that enables anybody to participate. Um, so we chose a power uh, and wattage range where it would make sense to run in you know, any apartment setting. Super quiet, super low power, um, very easy to use, and, and that was the founding principles of, of Futurebit. I love doing. it. Um, when you is, is so like how long has how long has your product been on the market for now? So we launched the Bitcoin version uh, last February. Do you like have you what kind of feedback have you gotten from customers? Is there? It's it's, it's been yeah it's been incredible. Um, we've had so many cool stories. Like one guy came to our booth. He's like, yeah, I'm a trucker. I've been running my uh, been running your your miner in, in my cab while traveling cross country. You know so. It's, it's cool stories like that where, you know, anybody can participate in, in, in all areas of life, so. I mean, I know you said uh, there was no easy way to uh, run a miner in your apartment, but I had an S7 in my small New York apartment. Uh, and I mean, it was a horrible experience. Right. <laughs> very, yeah. very loud and very hot. Um, yeah, I, 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 and then I had to get rid of it when I, uh, when I got a girlfriend. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I attempted an S5 for a while. It kind of worked. I had to put these Noctua fans on it, but you know, that didn't last too long, so. Um, so. So home mining's important. You can use it to get KYC-free Bitcoin, uh, privacy preserving in that regard. Let's get into trade-offs. Um, Coiny, did you want to start with heat? Sure. So, I mean, along with noise, you have a lot of heat to deal with. Uh, obviously, you guys in Miami and, and uh, the South, you don't need it so much. Uh, myself up in Minnesota, that's actually what got me into it. I was staring up uh, in my workshop at this really nice electric space heater, thinking like, wow, that's just waste. Uh, I got my S9, and the noise was like, hmm, okay, we'll have to deal with that. And promptly got into immersion, and then it changed absolutely everything. So you can have low volume. Uh, once you get into things like brains, you can you can actually bring the wattage down. Even if you keep the stock fans, it's actually tolerable. Uh, there's really no reason to not be mining at home at this point. Even in a small apartment, uh, you could dial it down. Uh, even if you need uh, 240 volts, you can unplug your uh, dryer. You know, plug in your A64L. Because I mean, how often do you use your dryer? What once a week, maybe? You Just hang your clothes up. That's it. I mean, what's more important, Bitcoin or dry clothes? Come on. Um, can you go into a little bit uh, 
Well, why don't you tell them about your pool setup? Sure. Not your mining pool setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different, different pool. Uh, so then, after I proved out the S9, like this actually works, then I got a, um, I actually refinanced my house. Uh, I was going to build an extension, talk to the wife, and she says, I'm like, hey, can I just buy a bunch of ASICs instead? And she's like, sure. I'm like, cool, done. Uh, and then I hooked them up to a pool because my kids love swimming, um, but generally it's pretty cold. So they never went to go into it, and uh, the entire summer is about 95 degrees. So I had a 17,000 gallon hot tub all summer. And then as it, as it got cooler than like the 30 degrees, there's just steam billowing off the pool. It's so awesome. And then you know, the warmer you run it, the more money you're making. I love it. Um, you can clap for him. Um, so, so Eco, I mean, you also did a pretty dramatic setup for your heat without immersion. Uh, do you want to go into that? Yeah, I mean, I had my first ASIC installed underneath my kid's bedroom in our house, so, you know, I had to deal with that noise and that heat pretty quick. And, um, you know, to solve for the heat, I was sticking with the air-cooled system, so I just built a simple little enclosure that I tried to uh, design some noise attenuation features into. And this enclosure also allowed the air to flow all the way through the box. And then I just piped in cool air from a window and then piped the hot air right back out the window. So, you know, in my case, I wasn't like harvesting that heat to reuse it for anything. The, the heat in my setup was more of a problem that I just wanted to get rid of. Um, so I just put an inline fan in the ductwork and just sent it right back out to atmosphere. Um, then I, the China ban happened, the markets crashed, and I saw that as a good opportunity to buy some more ASICs. So I bought some more and then tried making a elaborate setup that um, the circuitry inside the house held up pretty well, but I ended up burning down the overhead lines in between my house and the utility pole. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you it to happens. my wife for giving me a call and letting me know the power lines were on fire so I could rush home and address the issue. Um, so I backed off my setup a little bit and then, and then we decided to sell our house and move out to the country. And right now I'm in the process of building out a shipping container so that I can run all of my ASICs uh, off of a 400 amp service. Um, but yeah, in the new setup, I, I had taken the two ducts out of the window and just replaced them with like a gable fan. And I just routed the heat vertically into a big chamber and then it all got sucked out the window and you know as far as the heat went that worked pretty well um, but now I also have a black box from upstream data and so that's hooked up and running in our backyard and that just forces the hot air out of the box and off to atmosphere so this is like a easy plug-and-play problem solver right too. you did it you had to build it all by hand yeah now upstream just gives you a nice purpose-built device, yep. purpose-built box that you can put an ASIC into it. Yep, so the upstream one is weatherproof, so that's, it's designed to be outside and in the elements, where the DIY version that I built out of plywood, like, I've got one of those running in my basement, and that, that won't withstand weather. And then, I believe, Diverter, when you first released your home mining guide, you used a, a cooler, right? 
Well, yeah, first of all, don't judge me uh, off of today's standards. <laughs> because um, over the last year and a half uh, to two years area, there's been a, a, a serious resurgence um, in home mining. And there have been a ton of advancements in the way that people handle their heat, um, the way they handle cooling, and the way they handle storage, just everything. Uh, once once um, people really started understanding and seeing the same things that we all see um, as far as the KYC dangers, the, the issues with acquiring Bitcoin, this, this other option that is now exists, um, you know, you know, Bitcoiners, they start coming up with solutions. Um, so yeah, a ton of, ton of good stuff has happened since then. But when I did my original one, um, yes, I, got, uh, I just went to Walmart. I bought um, a, a regular uh, igloo cooler, I think it was. Um, drilled a hole on both sides. Uh, put some ducting uh, you know, in and out. Um, and then I threw, uh, uh, I had a window air conditioner unit that had, was running at the time anyway. So I took a little piece of ducting and ducted off just a little bit of that window AC cool air um, and shot it into the cooler and then ducted the heat out the back side. And honestly, it, the window air conditioning unit was louder than the miner was. Um, and this was an S17. Um, this was when the, the S17 Pros were just, they were just hitting. Um, and that ran great for, you know, a while. I, I, like, I, I got my return on investment on that machine. I ended up being able to sell that machine um, basically for the same price that I paid for it. Um, in, in, in fiat terms, uh, you know, and this is after I'd already made my money back in Bitcoin terms. So, you know, the, uh, a lot of things have changed and come a long way. The price of ASICs have gone up a lot. The, the, the immersion stuff is really interesting. It's super smart. Um, even the air cool stuff like Econo has been doing, like there's just so much and there's so many places you can go on Twitter and find all kinds of people now that have big long threads about all the, all the cool things they've done with this air. Um, and now to see this, I, we were talking backstage, I haven't really gotten a chance to, to look or play with this product, I know Eco has, but I'm super excited for anything that is exactly what uh, this product is. I mean, I think we've all been kind of looking for this for a long time. Yep. Yeah, and, and to go off uh, <clears throat> the comments you just made regarding um, you know, non-KYC and why it's so important, um, I think it's a topic we really need to press is Bitcoin mining has to go away from these centralized huge mines that are currently controlling a, a huge portion of the hash rate. Um, we need millions of people involved. It, it can't be just 10,000 DYIers, right? It needs to be millions of people need to be participating in this network. Anybody that owns Bitcoin, whether it's, you know, 100 Satoshis on Coinbase should be participating in mining because that's one of the pillars of um, Bitcoin, right? That's what secures the network. That's what validates transactions. Um, and there's nothing to stop these huge, you know, Marathon and Riot and publicly traded companies from, you know, centering transactions. They're very easy to go after. Yeah. yeah, they can't go after a million individuals. And like, it won't be that there's necessarily all miners or home miners or all miners or distributed miners. But as right. long as there's this like intolerant minority of exactly. small distributed miners yep. located around the world. Uh, Bitcoin's in a much more robust place. Um, so I mean, so I've had public conversations about home mining and trade-offs of home mining with all three of those guys uh, many times. 
I kind of feel like you you kind of fucked our panel with your, your with your new product because like we usually talk about <laughs> talk about the the three main trade offs which is electric, heat, and and noise. Um, like, what are the trade offs of your product? Like, I, I mean, the trade offs is you can't earn as much Bitcoin as a S19, you know. But, but yeah, we, I mean, that was the point of the product, right? The point was. Um, to make it low power enough where most people wouldn't. You can just plug it into a regular outlet. Right, yeah, it's 120 volts, 100 watts. You don't watts. even have to consult a licensed electrician. No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, it's like running a, a high powered uh, computer pretty much 24 7. So. Nobody likes to show off. <laughs> what, what is. Uh, what is. Uh, is it, are they very noisy? Is, it, is noise still an issue? No, no. So we, the design constraints we did was we wanted to run next to the nightstand and still be able to sleep. So in eco mode, you can barely hear it. That's insane. Okay. Um, so that's something though, like, I mean, even for someone that's already like pretty fairly deep into this game, not that I'm anywhere near what these guys are doing now, but like for someone that's already running um, a, a quote unquote normal uh, ASIC at home right now, to plug one of those in though, I mean, what's what it, it virtually cost-free, um, you know, basically, I mean, you're, you're 200 watts of electricity, that's no big deal. You've got a couple of terahashes. If nothing else, you know, point that at, at CK pool, uh, you know, a solo pool, solo yeah. mine. I mean, we've seen people, how many yeah. blocks this year um, have been mined by very small solo miners, you yeah. know what I mean, with just a couple of terahashes. I know one or two of those guys did. So, like, even for somebody that's already mining, like, the, the product makes sense in my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's a real win. I, again, I, I can't speak too much on it because I haven't played with it myself. But, but if it is, you know, capable of um, delivering on the, you know, even three-quarters of the things that, you know, we think that it can, I think it's, it's, a, it's a real big deal. It's a big deal. Well, yes. another I'm trying to figure out like what the argument is yeah. for not using his product. Come up with one. Do you, I mean, you guys have one? Can we like steel man them a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the, it I doesn't produce enough spot. heat for my house. Yeah. So that's a good argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can actually, if you can actually recapture the heat, yeah. and there's an argument right. to be made that the more industrial. Right. So I'm literally uh, heating a 4,000 square foot house purely with ASICs right now, and uh, when it's 20 degrees outside. It's 80 inside, and so my, my wife is like, oh, it's too hot in here. Like, just open some windows. You know, it's 20 degrees outside. It's freezing. There's snow on the ground. Like, open up the windows. It's too hot. I literally do the same exact thing. I do the same exact thing. Like, my windows have not been closed all winter. <laughs> so, well, um, if, if we don't overload the power grid and expose the weaknesses, then they're never going to invest in building up our infrastructure so stronger. I, I did pop my transformer five times. I popped my transformer five times at my house. Boom, like every time, like, oh, God, that's me. Do that with Sorry. your 200 watts. <laughs> That'll get their attention. Yeah. God, so let's, uh, um, let's forget John isn't on the couch right now. <laughs> you have one of these industrial miners. You know, you have, like, uh, one of the new gen what's miners or, like, an S19 or something. Um, and you're thinking about installing it in your house. Uh, let's go through the trade-offs in terms of like what what you're thinking about in terms of uh, electric, like getting power to them. I feel like that's got to be eco. You've had to learn about electricity after yeah. melting the lines, right? I mean, now <laughs> you got to first be aware that you 
there's a lot of scammers out there, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of scammers in the trades too. So you want to be careful about who you're dealing with to come into your house and install your electric upgrade. Uh, I consulted a professional electrician. Uh, they weren't licensed. And I found out the hard way that I was getting scammed. They did damage to our home. Uh, I had to go back and redo all the work that they screwed up the first time. And I went back and did it myself. Now I'm not an electrician, but I know enough to be dangerous. And I was able to get our electrical situated in a way that I was satisfied with and we were able to mine. So, you know, just be careful. Definitely get a licensed electrician to help you out. And, you know, you can get a lot of good advice and good experience from people online. But when it comes down to it, like if, if you're not trained to do electrical, you want to contact a professional and a licensed professional so that they're accountable for what they do in your home. And so, you know, every miner is going to need like a 20 amp, 240 volt circuit. Uh, a lot of us have these kinds of circuits installed in our home for our dryers or other large utilities or appliances. And, um, you know, you might be able to just swap out an outlet and for a couple hundred bucks, you have a professional electrician do it and you're good to go. You can plug in your miner. Um, depending on what you want to do, you might need to like upgrade your entire panel and have a whole new electrical system installed. And, you know, that's definitely doable too. And it may not be as expensive as you think. Uh, I, I mean, I think like as far as home mining goes, uh, the trade-offs are things you need to think about if you're really thinking about doing this this thing is, um, you talked about the uh, electricity, but the, and I'm sure you can deal with the heat. I'm gonna go ahead and take the noise part of it. Um, the noise of these machines, whatever you have in your mind, if you've never run a miner in your home before, whatever you have in your mind as how loud this machine is, you are nowhere near it. <laughs> you're way it's like running a shop back yeah, 24/7. You, you're way under. You're low. You're extremely low. Whatever's in your head right now, it's you're low. It's loud. It's annoying. It is yeah. unbelievable. Um, it, 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 it's a jet engine. I mean, there's no other real way to say it. And and it, there is. It is unbearable. You cannot live with that. <laughs> All right. I just say it like this. Unless you go in oil. You, yeah. You cannot live with that if you're air cooling. All right. Um, you just can't. Like it would drive anybody insane. So you have to understand that going in. Like that's. Whenever I wrote uh, mining for the streets, that that was the thing that I really wanted to emphasize to people. Yeah, I wanted to kind of get across the why of of why I wanted to mine, but I really wanted to try to get across to people. Um, to really think about your infrastructure needs before you buy this machine, because these are not cheap. They're very expensive pieces of hardware. Um, it's very serious. And this, uh, this electricity is 240 volt stuff. I mean, it can kill you. All this stuff is very serious. And so it's not just some game that you're gonna jump into and all oh, I'm, I'm gonna buy this machine and I'll be rich in a couple of years. I know, you know, in around this space, that tends to be the way things are sold. You know, just buy this, you'll have all kinds of money in a few years. But the truth of the matter is, there's a whole lot of thinking, a, a, a whole lot of uh, problems that need to be solved um, mentally before you ever bring this physical machine into your, into your home. So understand that that noise exists. It's, it's, you, you're gonna need to deal with that. Now the way that I deal with it, and the way uh, the noise comes from the fans, it's as simple as that. 
Um, the fans are trying to keep the machine cool. The cooler that you're able to run, keep that machine, the, lo the lower the fans are able to run. The higher those fans have to run, the louder the fans get. All right, it's a very, very simple thing. Um, just because it's simple doesn't mean it's easy to do with though. Um, so, you know, cool air in, hot air out, and, and your, your fans go, you go quite a bit um, lower, and that keeps your sound much lower. And you can muffle it further using, like you, we talked about the black boxes out now, that's basically a, a done deal, uh, you know, a one-stop shop. Um, you can just duct it out and, you know, use your inline duct fans, get your heat out of there. It also take, gonna take a lot of your sound with it. Um, and then this man right here could tell you quite a bit about another way to go about addressing the sound, which is using immersion. Absolutely. It can also help with the heat. And it, it doesn't need to be a super complex setup for immersion. My very first immersion setup was literally a $50 uh, aquarium. And I looked for the cheapest radiator on Amazon. It was a from a 1995 Kia Sophia, 26 bucks shipped. <laughs> you know, and so like my entire Nailed immersion it. setup was like 200 bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, and so like it, it doesn't have to be a mega setup. Um, you have to be careful. Yes, absolutely. The wiring, you, you don't skip on wiring. You know, make sure your cables are rated. You can get cables that are really thin that would physically plug in, uh, that are made for lesser things. Don't make sure you get the right cables. And if you don't want to deal with any of that, uh, you have another no. option. This guy. <laughs> I knew, I knew it. I knew it. I, knew it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. So, I mean, it's great to see that we have, uh, you know, companies like Upstream Data with the black box mm -hmm. and companies like Futurebit, um, where you just, you know, makes it much easier to be a home miner. Yeah. Ultimately, when you're doing mining, right, this equation is um, you, have, you have your fixed costs and you have your variable costs. Uh, and then you have the return, mm -hmm. right? And most commercial miners are looking to get a, you know, a, a healthy profit off of that. But I think most of us on stage would argue that break even for a, a retail consumer for a home miner is, seems like it'd be fine because you're getting KYC free sats. Um, so in that situation, you're getting the equivalent as if you're you know, buying Bitcoin some other way. And even maybe if you care about privacy, a slight loss mm -hmm. um, because it's like a, a premium you're paying for privacy or a mm -hmm. discount on the opposite side that you're paying to give up all of your privacy. Um, but where I'm going with this is upstream data and Futurebit are small, relatively new companies, probably harder. I mean, I know it's really hard to get a black box right now. Um, so the price is you might not get uh, as good of a price as if you go to an industrial, like an, if, you, if you find industrial ASICs. So, but that's not necessarily easy to source uh, those ASICs. So should we, I think we should talk a little bit about like what's best practices when actually trying to, to buy ASICs. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely one of the big problems. Um, as Eco pointed out earlier, I mean, you know, everyone's a scammer, right? And, and in this particular area, um, it gets it gets really bad. And let me tell you, some of these some of these guys, some of these companies, whoever are, are perpetrating these scams, are some of them are very good. Yeah. They're very good and they're very convincing. Um, I know I, and I'm pretty sure probably some of these guys up here have come very close um, to sending my Bitcoin to uh, to one of these people. I remember one time in particular. I mean, I literally was hovering over the send button. And I just couldn't, I couldn't make myself do it. There was something that just told me no, no, no. Um, and it was a scam. So 
all that to say, um, there are plenty of people that would help you, um, myself included. I know these guys up here probably if you would shoot them a message. Um, uh, Telegram has become kind of really the go-to, um, in my opinion, for uh, acquiring ASICs these days. Uh, there are a couple of good Telegram groups. Um, hardware market, um, Kaboom Rex. I saw Nick Foster is here somewhere. Somewhere um, out there. Yeah, I saw him here. Nick is excellent to buy uh, ASICs from. Um, and, and the good thing about using Telegram and using these smaller uh, places like like Kaboom Racks and or uh, these guys most of the time these guys are Bitcoiners, um, so like they kind of they get it like they're not just you know some random salesman selling you a piece of hardware like they're they're a Bitcoiner. So whenever you you know hand over your name as Joe Schmo for your delivery, like they're not gonna hey come on bro like I need your real name. I don't care that's your real name then. Your name's Joe Schmo. Nice to meet you, Joe Schmo. Um, you know so like they're they're willing to help you preserve your privacy. Um, they're going to accept your Bitcoin. A lot of places like um, I don't mind farm buy. I'm pretty sure is what seven percent, seven percent discount if you pay in Bitcoin. So those are things to take into account. But it's also worthy of note that your return on investment would change depending on how you paid for this ASIC. Mm -hmm. If you use your already uh, hard-earned sets to buy this machine, now your return on investment is no longer priced in fiat. Your return on investment is priced in the amount of the Bitcoin that you gave up to get this machine. It's always priced in the Bitcoin though, isn't it? Uh, sure, but to an extent, if you, if you, yes, to a degree, for sure. But if you're will, if you're able to part with this dirty fiat instead of your Bitcoin, um, then, you know, just once, like I did refinance your home, right? You know, then once you get, um, uh, you know, you could, you could potentially, depending on what the price does, mine a very small amount of Bitcoin and have your return on investment in fiat terms if you let go of just fiat. But if you hand over, you know, 0.2 Bitcoin right now um, to buy a, a machine, then it doesn't matter if Bitcoin went to 2 million you're in fiat terms you've got all kinds of return on investment but right. you ain't got you that point too <laughs> <You're right>. um, <laughs> and to kind of go off that for a second um what we tell like our customers come to us and they ask this question all the time right and how i explain it to them is you're not mining dollars right, right. that's not the point of bitcoin mm -hmm. mining you're mining bitcoin mm -hmm. and that's how we need to change that mindset of how people think about mining mm -hmm. You're not mining dollars. Forget about dollars. You're stacking stats. That's the point. And as long as you're stacking those stats, accumulating them over time, there's never been a moment in history where anybody has bought any hardware that has not broken even in Bitcoin's entire history. Um, and that includes USB miners, whatever. Right. I mean, if you're thinking so, in fiat terms, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, if you invest in a machine, you're pretty much committed for about a year at least to run that machine and so that's something you have to take into account is you're not just going to buy mine for a month and then like oh i'm all done that, yeah you know yeah when, when i look at buying i look at it like i'm in this for at least five years probably mm -hmm. that's about how long that machine's going to last maybe before it will no longer be profitable yeah but the amount that i'll make on that in bitcoin is worth so much more to me because i'm going to be holding it for five ten fifteen years on top of that yeah and having that it, it, it's priceless to me. Well, that was one of the one of the arguments that I kind of made in in the original paper I wrote was that a, a home miner, in my opinion, um, is making is the most bullish person on Bitcoin. Like that, they are making the most bullish bet that you can make uh, for a regular home miner, for a person that's going home and unplugging a dryer and plugging in an ASIC um, and figuring out a way to deal with that noise. That person 
believes in Bitcoin. That's a bullish bet on Bitcoin because it's like a long-term leverage. The long-term, long yes, it's a very, it's a long-term investment. You know, and like he said, you can't just wake up one day and decide I'm going to sell, you know, sell all my sats on on whatever exchange you're on and just forget about Bitcoin. Like, no, you've made, you've likely made infrastructure adjustments. You've got all this ducting. You've got this machine. You've got you know, like it's there is no just walking away. <clears throat> so I mean, while I've been sitting up here. I think a, a easy way to distill kind of the trade-offs of the trade-off balance. So everything has trade-offs. Everything in our life has trade-offs. The, the easiest way to distill the trade-off balance between going the industrial miner route, sourcing ASICs, uh, figuring out sound power uh, and heat um, versus going for a more convenient setup with something like Futurebit or uh, the black box is it's like a convenience versus potential return uh, trade-off, right? So you're taking a little bit more risk if you go the industrial side, uh, but you have the potential for higher returns and it's going to be way less convenient than if you go for one of the, you know, products that is focused directly at home mining. Now, there's another product that has been uh, extremely grown, has grown in popularity a lot lately. I'm pretty sure that's what White Rock does, uh, which is the hosted mining. Um, can we discuss what the trade-off is between using a hosted mining service rather than, you know, controlling the miners at home? Maybe do you want to start or? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I'm kind of on the same uh, boat with not your keys, not your coin, right. not your hardware, not your, not your Bitcoin. Not you know, you don't own the hardware; it's not yours. Um, you know, there, there's been a long history of cloud mining providers that you know. They don't even own the hardware that they're mining right. off, and it essentially turns into a Ponzi scheme. Um, so again, it's, it comes down to fully participating in Bitcoin. What it means is you taking personal responsibility and you personally running the whole ecosystem. That means your own hardware wallet, means your own node, means your own miner. And that's kind of where I stand on that. Love it. Yeah, I think I've, I've probably been I mean, I've been extremely fair, I feel like, um, with hosting providers. I've actually defended hosting. Yeah, you defended them on my show. A couple of times. A couple of times I've defended not necessarily a specific hosting uh, providers, but the, the idea of hosting I've defended. Um, then this guy comes along and again ruins everything. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, you know, my defense of hosting um, is is more just so that i mean this is such an individualized thing like everybody has a different rate it depends on where you're living at bitcoin is a global currency um and so there you know it's very easy to sit here right now in in the united states in my you know with my electricity running great all the time and my internet running fine all the time and everything's good and i you know and just tell everybody hey everybody should why aren't you mining at home um but i, I gotta continue to think in my mind like this is a global currency i don't know who exactly who i'm talking to whenever i'm online like i could be talking to somebody that you know they don't have the ability to be uh, or maybe they have the electricity but you know they're in a place like what a germany or somewhere where the uh, the prices are just exorbitant it's ridiculous so i feel like there's a place in the market for hosting but the problem with it is um as with I, I suppose everything else in life, I mean, greed seems to always get the best of people. Mm -hmm. um, 
and you know people begin all of a sudden selling uh, you know hardware space that they don't have they start you know telling they start with their pre-sales go a little bit further out and a little bit further out and the next thing you know you're delayed a little bit and then you're delayed a little bit longer and I mean I think anybody in here that is at all aware of you know the whole compass situation um, right now we've seen it play out um, I wouldn't call it a scam in the same way that I would call cloud mining a scam but it is in a sense somewhat of like an affinity scam type you know what I mean in, in, in certain sense I still think it can be done right I don't think it has been to this point um, but again I'll say to this man's credit you know if his product does the things that it does I would like first of all I would like to see him have some competition um, and second of all uh, and that's, I mean that in the best oh, possible yeah, no, way. We, we definitely um, need more. You know, I'd love if there is, you know, dozens of companies. They should, you know. We, uh, we, need, we need this out to millions of people and yes. to get that scale. It's, Absolutely. You know, but, you know, that solves a whole lot of the issues that we all talk about. A lot of the, the inherent centralization around ASICs, um, the way that these big, huge places like this would just be filled with miners that can be taken down, with, you know, um, We've got to continue to keep this thing decentralized and permissionless. And for my money, the best way that we can keep this um, as decentralized as we can, as permissionless as we can to let people get in and acquire Bitcoin if they want to, is to try to put an ASIC or a miner in, uh, in every home. And that's what I've been working on with my tanks is to, uh, to actually design a tank that's very simple, easy to use, a single ASIC, just pop it down, you've eliminated your noise, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. It's not an overly complex setup. You can run it in the house, you can run it, you know, put a radiator outside easily and get that heat out of your house if you don't want it. Yeah. Um, but to actually get ASICs in houses that you can run reasonably and have your own node or and have your own ASIC at your house that you control I think that's just you know yeah. that's where my passion there, is yeah, there is no there is no competition <clears throat> I mean that's it awesome so I mean guys we're, we're a little bit tight on time you want to just wrap up with some final thoughts Econo Alchemist we'll start with you yeah I would just say that mining at home is more possible now than it ever has been there's more innovation going on around you than at any time before this there's more support out there for you and if you're interested in it just you know feel free to reach out to me or anyone else in the community there's a lot of people willing to share their stories with you and help point you in the right direction thanks Eco. it's, 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 it's a lot point. easier than you think uh don't let it scare you like oh this is too much uh, like you said there's a huge community out there uh absolutely do it will you get rich tomorrow no will you see absolute benefit from it absolutely Thanks, Cornita. Divert or final thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, these guys kind of already summed up everything, so appreciate you taking my final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> but no, seriously, it is, it is easier now <clears throat> than it has ever uh, been, ever. And, and you should not get overwhelmed. It can be done. Um, it does make sense <clears throat> for a lot more people than they think. So I would advise you, do your own research, check out a calculator. If you need help, holler at us. Thanks, Diverter. John, final thoughts? Um, Bitcoin's about empowering yourself. Um, just make sure you take full advantage of it. Just holding Bitcoin's not enough. Take, run the hardware, have the nodes, fully participate in the system to make sure Bitcoin remains a decentralized asset and does not end up getting controlled by the few once again. Extremely well said. Yeah. I, would, I would just add, you know, it is, it is a movement about personal responsibility and personal responsibility will always be the more difficult option. 
Uh, but it's up to you if you want to if you want to take that route. With all that said, I want to thank our panelists. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Start, start, start hacking tomorrow. Let's fucking make it happen.